I am magical, I am powerful, and I am blessed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Arise of Lemus, the podcast. You are now listening to episode eight, which is titled Reclaiming Your Voice. Today, I'm super excited to have one of my former coaching clients, Daniel Cano. And at this point, I will actually go ahead and pass over the floor to you, Daniel, to go ahead and introduce yourself. First of all, thank you, Michael, so much for having me on this podcast and be a feature. It was definitely one of the podcasts I listened to when I used to commute uh, pre-pandemic days. Uh, my name is Daniel Cano. I use he him his pronouns um, and I go on Instagram through Kid Cano um, and I'm also a hip-hop artist with Senor Daniel Cano. Um, I'm a Virgo sun, Sagittarius moon, and Scorpio rising with a life path one. I love that you actually put that in there. Astrology is definitely something that we have bonded over for sure um, and thank you for listening from I think just like day one. I know there's a couple of people out there listening to this that have been here since last year, right around November. And I'm just super excited to go ahead and have you here. I know that we have talked a lot around spirituality and what we do through our platforms. And in particular, I've been very inspired by how you've used your voice to go ahead and connect with people through music, through spoken word, through what you're doing with your spiritual healing now. It's just been really inspirational to see how you can connect to people on such a deep level through the services and the creativity that you have to offer the world. So with us talking about spirituality, I am really wanting to go ahead and hear about spirituality and what does it mean to you and how would you go ahead and define it if someone were to ask you that? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful question. Uh, I think for me, in terms of context and like my life and how I've developed and expanded spiritually, I would say that I had like my spiritual reawakening in 2018. Um, and that was through just various life circumstances, right? Um, and so it, to me, I think about being connected to my ancestors. I think about having an honest and consensual relationship with them, um, that celebrating their traumas and not even just the traumas, right? But their joys and their wisdom. Um, spirituality to me means being connected to the divinity and God within us. Um, and remembering that we are stars, right? So like the astrology piece, right? We are cosmic dust. Um, and just honoring life in all its forms. Um, and I honor that it's not easy work, right? Um, and it's not all love and light. And I remember that conversation in the last uh, podcast. Um, and so for me, it's really like working with the, the shadows um, and the quote unquote inner demons and being like, instead of trying to ignore, ignore you and avoid you, um, the type of conversation um, and, and develop a relationship with one another. Because I know you're here to protect me, um, but I'm also uh, moving towards this expansion and I have to look at it to really grow. Thank you for that. That's just such a beautiful and powerful response because I think there's a couple of things that actually stand out from there is the connection to our ancestors. And it's, it's interesting because that's something I've definitely been thinking about, especially as of late with everything happening with COVID and just the heaviness of the world and everything that we've been experiencing over the past couple of months is, you know, I have to remind myself that my ancestors have gone through their trials and tribulations, right? And that they have put in the work to manifest even me. And to think about it through that lens is a really humbling experience because I'm able to zoom out and stay connected to them and honor them, but also recognize the work, even though I don't know everything that of course that that entails, I'm still able to go ahead and, and thank them through that and then also connect to them. And I really appreciate you brought up just like 
the celestial part of all this, right? Because people have definitely, uh, especially when I first started talking about spirituality, people are like, oh, that's not real. It's like woo woo type things. And I just, I'm trying to remember who exactly said it, but someone said it a couple years ago to me and they're like, well, if you know the energy in space is something that people can believe in and that we came from like celestial dust and all those things, why can't we believe in things like astrology? And I'm like, that's really powerful if you're thinking about it through that lens, right? Because some people challenge spirituality by saying that it doesn't have a scientific basis and, you know, that there's not much behind it. But realistically speaking, I mean, there is some sort of scientific connection. And also, I think the way that you defined it is very, you know, very unique to yourself. And I think that's the power that spirituality has when we do define it. We do have the ability to define it for ourselves and not impose that on other people. And I'm someone that always says that spirituality can be a self-defined path and the way that you practice it can be very particular to how you navigate it. And it doesn't have to be the, the way that it looks like for someone else. And so I think there's a lot of power there, especially in the work that you do in connecting with people through your voice and what you're able to go ahead and do with people, help you know, helping them to go ahead and reclaim their power through speaking their truth is something that I've definitely admired through your work, especially since we've been in connection. So with that and your form of artistry, how do you reclaim your power and your voice through what you do? So that question has me thinking about kind of like the last one about spirituality and tying it again to the power and the voice. And I think of a book in particular that comes to mind that I think expanded me spiritually to help find my voice was um, Bless Me Ultima. And the story of this young boy, you know, growing up and understanding his placement and his emotions, but also being like mentored right through by curandera. Um, it was very powerful for me growing up and learning that there are other wisdom that we need to tap into. And so I think about that when it comes to being a truth teller. And so my, my tip and my advice um, is that I shifted from um, storytelling to truth telling because uh, we see and we hear uh, capitalists who are gonna use storytelling to sell a product or racists who are gonna galvanize people through racist ideology um, and hence like quote unquote storytelling, right? And so I think for me, the, the, the pivot is that be a truth teller. And I think right now the season that we're in, Sagittarius season, that's no better of a time to do that. Um, and it's just really, really just being honest with like uh, my younger self and maybe the, the affirmations that I wish I heard as a teen. And there's a partic particular lyric that I'd love to share with you all. Um, and it's from a recent song called Wait On Me. Um, and the line goes, since my teen years, used to feed tears, hid in bathrooms while they recess, just a shy kid who didn't use his voice, but with every other track, he brings himself back. And so with that, and I remember when I wrote that, I was like, I, I kind of didn't write it. It like came to me as I was like improvising and freestyling. Um, but I think that is like speaks perfectly to that, to that question of what does it mean to reclaim your power? And so me to really like honor my younger self who was like dealing with that heavy social anxiety as a teen who didn't know or felt like they couldn't fit in in a predominantly white uh, state um, while moving from California to, to again to Oklahoma um, and being like, I see you, I recognize you, but as you continue to honor your voice to the music, to your art, to your passion, you're going to find yourself and others are going to heal through you. That's so awesome. And thank you for sharing the lyric too, because, you know, something that you just said is the healing aspect to it, 
in providing your truth, you're able to go ahead and connect with other people and help them to heal as well. And that's something that even through the line of work that I do through coaching and through marketing and branding and helping people with their messaging, that's such an important part of the work that we do, right? Is in, in sharing our story and sharing vulnerability and allowing ourselves to do the shadow work, which we both know at times can be really hard to do. Um, we allow ourselves to go ahead and actually look within. And through that, if we have the ability and the capacity to do so, to share out that form of healing, because that within itself is healing. And it becomes more of that snowball effect where people can be like, you know what, I resonate with something that Daniel said, for example, and that inspires me to go ahead and get creative or to look within or to do that reflection. And, you know, that's helpful because that helps us all to heal on an individual level, but also as a collective. And it's very powerful work to be done. And in particular, you know, since we're talking about reclaiming your voice and reclaiming our power, there's something that really is standing out to me and that a lot of people are silenced throughout their entire life, right? And some of them never get the ability to really share out their truth. Um, and that, you know, can come in so many different forms, but it's, it's dangerous territory to be in a space where you feel like you can't go ahead and share aspects of yourself or, or even be your true self. And so it's really cool to see other creatives that use their platforms to not just talk about themselves, but also uplift other people and help them to go ahead and get creative. I know as an educator, I know that you've done workshops for students um, and to really help them to go ahead and do just that, right? To like be able to heal, to reflect. And that's such a cool thing to do and the ability that we have as educators as well to be able to connect to people and hopefully inspire the next generation to do this type of work and be more open about it. Um, because in prior generations, you know, that's been more of a difficult task for some people. And, you know, I feel like I think we're both millennials, like we're having conversations about mental health. And I'm seeing these newer generations already, like in high school or even elementary school, talking about like mental health and seeking out therapy. And that's something that I certainly did not grow up with. And when I talk to older generations, like, it's even more of a, of a distance there, right? And so yeah. it's just cool that we have platforms that we can go ahead and get creative, share with people, and even with older generations, right? To talk to each other, that it's never too late to seek out that healing and that there are so many ways to go ahead and do that. So with that, how do you think we as a collective can tap into our creativity to amplify our voice? I think some of we just mentioned, right? So like, um, there's the intergenerational healing that can happen when we hold that sacred space to create, um, as well as intergenerational truth telling, right? So like, um, if we have that ability and privilege to, to access conversations with our elders um, in this lifetime, um, and really like learning about their stories and their joys and their passions and vice versa, right? Like sharing them, uh, our, um, our, our, our love and our truth um, and I think for the creatives out there, right, and I, I honestly do believe everyone is a creative, everyone is an artist in their own right, right, like to breathe is to move spirit out the body, to, to, to maneuver each day and, and, you know, manifest what you're looking for is to paint that picture of how you want it to see. And as artists, when we create, the, the intention usually, right, is to create for ourselves, to create for our own healing um, and no one else. And one of my friends told me, um, and their Instagram is at Soy Nalgona, and I'll never forget this, is that um, 
that's where it starts. But once you release the art and it's no longer yours, there's like that level of acceptance that happens when it, as creatives and artists. Um, but advice and tips is really to create, again, just to create, to release all expectations and ideas of perfectionism of what that outcome looks like, just to be in the moment um, and let like spirit move through, through the art that you're creating. Um, and it's funny because synchronicity is gonna happen, right? And like being open to being inspired at any time, at any place, anywhere. Um, and those divine messages are gonna come in and be like, oh, I have an idea of like, um, you know, making this po poem or I'm gonna create this little like play script. I mean, it's gonna strike at any time, which is being open to receiving it. And it's funny because the, the lyric that I shared previously, um, it was inspired by um, uh, a DM that my friend sent me. And it was like a graphic, like a comic graphic of literally like a person um, and their quote inner demon um, and like them developing like a relationship through the time. And I, that's what I thought about when I was like writing my lyrics or like freestyling it. Um, that was the image that was in, at my subconscious level that I was like, this is the story I need to tell in this like 30 seconds. And so um, holding that space collectively, right? Like I think in the ways that we're able to um, even like receive divine messages from our dreams, through our meditations, and just document it, right? Write it out, sketch it out, record those voice memos, those voice messages. So really move, moving from like the material to, to the physical so that we have something to pass on um, once we're gone. That's so awesome. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up because when you gave out the lyric and you said that it was essentially a spiritual download, that is so powerful because I truly believe that we're all born with spiritual gifts and that, yes, exactly what you mentioned, we're all creatives, we all can go ahead and tap into our artistry in whatever form that may be, but we're socialized through, you know, just our upbringing sometimes to go ahead and think that this intuition stuff or this inner magic stuff is just too woo-woo and it doesn't exist. And, you know, that's, in, at least in my opinion, a disservice, right? Because we all do have that within us. We have that inner magic. And it's unfortunate when some people are ashamed, you know, because it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't be believing in that or that's the devil's work or whatever, right? And it just, it places people in this, this area of shame where they don't want to go ahead and practice or even look into that stuff. And it's, it is interesting because, you know, I, I grew up as a Catholic and this is no shade towards Catholics, but, you know, there wasn't much room to have conversations about like, you know, certain things when it came to like my interest in spirituality or like things around like crystals or like spell work and things like that because it was looked at as something that was you know part of the the devil's work and it was a weird thing that I came to understand later in life and through my spiritual awakening that that is something that's very you just you know near and dear to my heart as a person to explore those spiritual gifts so I didn't really start to go ahead and explore that until I was like maybe 26 and I'm 29 just turned 29 and so it's, it's interesting to look at it through that lens because I appreciate that you said that everyone can be a creative, whether you believe in, you know, these spiritual practices or not, you can still be creative and share your truth and share your story in a variety of different ways. And I think it could definitely be very healing. But something that I also wanted to bring up that you just made me think about is we gotta give ourselves the time and space to receive. And we gotta provide ourselves with the, you know, the, the ways that we can go ahead and align with our truth. And 
it really makes me think of, you know, we, you, you being a former client of mine and like going through the coaching program, a lot of it is around self-discovery, right? And a lot of it comes down to reflection and unlearning a lot of things that we've socialized or we've been socialized to believe. And so when we start to go ahead and explore and be kind to ourselves during that process and provide ourselves with the compassion, because at times it's going to get really, really hard and it's going to look messy sometimes. And to just allow ourselves the space to receive those messages. I really like that you said like, yeah, record those voice memos, write it down, do what you need to do to remember those pieces. Cause we live in such a fast paced life, at least, especially here in like a Western country like America, where we live such a fast paced life that sometimes we do get these downloads and we're not at all aware that there was a download. And then you forget about it because there's just so much going on. And so how do we cultivate spaces, especially now that, you know, we're living in such a virtual world, how do we cultivate spaces, you know, in our day-to-day -day routines, um, in our practices to be able to receive? And I think a lot of that has to do with grounding work, with shadow work just allowing ourselves the time, the time and the space to be able to just receive all of that wonderful goodness that we have within ourselves, but at times we may just not be aware of. Um, so that's a really, really cool way of putting it. With that, do you think that this form of creativity, whether it be drawing or spoken word or whatever that may be, do you think this form of creativity can also aid in collective healing? 100%. And the way you when you responded and you said download i was like yeah that's it <laughs> like that's exactly what it was um so being open to receiving those spiritual downloads those divine downloads that help us really move us towards that uh alignment um in that space um that we need to create for ourselves and for others and so, so um and liberation needs creativity liberation needs innovation it needs and that moves us towards that collective healing um, and in particular, I think about a framework that was created by Deepa Iyer um, called Mapping Our Social Change Roles. Um, and essentially it talks about uh, that everyone has a role slash roles to play that they're naturally gifted in or um, that has been emerged because of you know, life, life experiences. Um, and so uh, we did like a workshop um, on this uh, for our staff. Um, and I think it's very helpful to understand um, that everyone has a role to play in liberation, everyone has a role to play um, in healing, um, and that um, there are many different ways that we can hold and create those spaces. Whether we're building out platforms, we're um, disruptors and like, um, you know, organizing mutual aids, um, or if we're doing the truth telling through art, right? Um, and so my advice is just really like create, continue to create and hold those those healing spaces, those processing spaces, whether it's in at your work, whether it's with your social circles, right? As we're doing that digitally. Um, and that can look at something as simple as, okay, we're gonna do like a 30 second, not 30 second, a 30 minute, like free write session or a guided meditation session, right? Um, and it, it, it beautiful pieces emerge from that. And we just gotta give ourselves that grace and that opportunity to hold that space together so that we are moving towards um, collective healing. I love that. And you know, you're someone that's still in the educational setting, so am I. And I think that there's so much power in that when we have those positions, right? To be able to go ahead and influence those that we come across, to be able to empower them to be the best versions of themselves possible. Um, and I know that when I was still working with students one-on-one, -on -one, 
that was my favorite. I mean, that was the favorite part of my whole job was to be able to, you know, see that twinkle in their eye where like something just changed or something just shifted. And they then saw the inner power that they have within themselves without necessarily needing all the external validation to move forward. And that was my favorite part because I was able to see the transformation. And that's essentially a big part of why I do the coaching and programs like you were in because I'm able to go ahead and help others and help them to find their voice as well and feel empowered enough to launch whatever it is that they wanna launch, whether it's a platform or a business or whatever that may be. And something that you just said that actually makes me think about a prior episode with Nadia from Self Love Astro is everyone has a role to play in healing and everyone has a role to play in breaking down oppressive systems. And when we're talking about social justice and everything that's been happening, especially recently, it really has caused me to go ahead and reflect even more on what my role is as an entrepreneur, as someone that is in a position of power, that has a business and all these different identities, what I can be doing, not only to share out like the things that I'm working on, but also to bring other people along and uplift others and their platforms, because many of the people that I share space with are coming from marginalized identities that are trying to break down these oppressive structures. We all know how taxing that can be. And so it's important that through the struggle and through the moments of empowerment that we're also still uplifting each other because there are moments that are gonna feel really, really good and where we all feel pumped. And there are also gonna be some moments that feel really, really crappy and we need support on both ends of the spectrum. And so it really does make me think of, you know, there always will be a role for someone to play. And I think that's important because for someone like me, and you know, I'll speak from my perspective, I am someone that feels very comfortable being in a front facing position. So if that's being on camera or hosting this podcast or whatever that may be, I am someone that's very comfortable with that. And sometimes I've had people ask me like, well, what if you know, you're more on the shy side or you don't really feel comfortable or you just don't have an interest in being you know, in a front facing position? And something I always make sure to say is like, you're as valuable as the front facing person. Like you can still provide so much, whether it's like, you know, being on the back end on the social media or like coming up with the messaging strategies or whatever that may be. You don't have to be the front facing person. You don't have to be the president or the CEO to make that difference. And so when it comes to breaking down oppressive structures and systems, we all have a role to play. And something that, I, you know, I talked about with Nadia is that sometimes people will get mad or there'll be judgment towards people that for example are not at the protest and again there's always a role to play some people are just not comfortable with protesting and especially with everything that's happening with covid right now it's just a whole different way whole different ballpark um and some people just don't want to do that or don't feel comfortable with it but they can still create impact they can still create change and it's so much of it i think has to do with how can we look within again do that inner reflection to be like what is my role like what's my role in this society, in this universe, as we go through this shift that I think we're all going through as a collective with everything that's been happening with the pandemic. And of course, everything that's been happening with just the racism occurring in our country. There's a lot that is being exposed right now and a lot that people are, are looking into. And I think that's a good thing because there have been things that have been popping up and going on for you know decades, if not centuries. And a lot of this stuff is just coming to light for certain people. And I think people really need to look into that deeper. And so there's a level of introspection that we need to do as individuals, but also as a collective, we need to have those impactful conversations. So it makes me happy that 
you know, other people like you also see the need for individuals um, to really express themselves creatively because I think we do all have those gifts and they're just, they're waiting there. Some of them are just being harbored, right? To, you know, for someone to just be like, hey, like you have this amazing gift and this amazing power, like you need to share it with the world. And sometimes people do need that little nudge. And so at times we can be those people to empower those other individuals. And so there's so much power there. So I really appreciate what you just said there. Um, so you mentioned this a little bit earlier, uh -huh. dream coaching and dream analysis. And I know that when you were in the coaching program, this is something that was super exciting for me to witness on the back end is you are working on launching a new service and you're already a creative. And I know that you were working on building this and now it's a reality. I know that you've actually been doing readings for people. So can you speak to more of what you do through the dream analysis coaching? So I think out of the coaching program would emerge beautifully in the manifestation was me being able to hold space for high school students to learn about hip hop, to learn about the culture and to learn about the technical pieces of it. And to also get, you know, compensated, right, for that. That was one. And then two, what started emerging later on was what you just mentioned, right, the dream work. Uh, coaching and services and so I guess some background it's like as I was going through like my spiritual like expansion or like reawakening in 2018 that's the first time I like calculated my birth chart um, I was able to read it like have a lot of epiphanies right and then I just started doing a lot of just introspective work so I was like okay what, is this, what does my name mean um, what does it translate to so I was like Daniel Anthony Cano Daniel Hebrew for God is my only judge and I think me being a Virgo it's like always trying to like move towards that perfection and like not appear like weak in any form of capacity or like capable, right? So to release that pressure and be like, look, I just gotta focus on myself and I'll leave it up to the higher power when it comes to quote unquote judgment, right? Anthony, um, meaning things like related to like an herb or like flower. So to me, it was like this beautiful piece of like art. Um, and then Kano meaning like wiry, um, hair, like wisdom, um, like elder. So kind of like ancient soul in a way. But the first one, Daniel, um, when I did the research, like where it came from, and it was in, in the Bible, homie was a dream interpreter for like a king. And he was also, well, he was vegetarian and I'm vegan, but I still felt like connected. I was like, oh, wait, so we had a similar like kind of lifestyle. Homie's giving interpretations for the king about how to like, uh, that is related to premonitions and like how to, you know, protect his kingdom, et cetera. And I was like, whoa, like that, that hits like on a really soul level. So I've like flirted with the idea, but never like um, did too much like higher learning with it. But what I did start doing after like that epiphany was I started uh, taking notes um, on my dreams. Um, so every time I woke up, I'll write about them or I'll put it on my, on my notes on my phone. Just what was the theme? What happened? What were the details? Just moving a lot, moving, moving forward to 20, to 2020 was um, ended up enrolling in a course by uh, Dream Oracle Holly. Um, that's their Instagram, and pretty much learning more about like um, how can we study our dreams, how does astrology tie into it, right, and how our moon signs affect kind of the language of our dream, how we can work with different crystals and herbs um, and, and teas, right, um, as well as um, different techniques for, you know, documenting and journaling them. So once I went through that, I was like, okay, like this really speaks to me. I'm passionate about it. And once we got towards my birthday <laughs> um, in late August, I was like, I remember having the conversation with you. I was like, look, I'm gonna put a post 
I want to like talk a little bit about your the coaching program experience. And I'm just going to pub publicly announce that I'm going to give donation-based uh, dream reading services and we'll just take it from there. And it's been such a wonderful journey, um, just like getting folks uh, who've been interested and like holding that space. Um, and so what it looks like, it's a 45 minute session. Um, and I have a calendar, calendar, my link in bio. And when you're booking your appointment, I give like tips, right? Of like, um, begin to begin to start dream journaling. Like if you're interested in this session, begin to start dream journaling. Note the dates, um, it falls on. And note, um, if you're able to do your research, uh, which sign the moon is in on that night. Um, and then the session, we have the session. I do like a collective prayer, guided meditation. And then we talk about, you know, a couple of dreams have some guiding questions and we kind of work through understanding what it means together as opposed to here's a Google Translate, here's a Google like um, interpretation, right? Because everyone has their own way of dreaming um, and I wanna hold that space to help, help you understand um, what type of dreamer you are or what type of oracle you are in the dream world. That's so cool. And I, I'm really intrigued by how intentional you look at it and the, the lens that you're taking because it's obviously looking at so many different parts. Like I had never heard about the moon sign being attached to like the dreams and like looking at it from an astrological level. Um, so that's really cool. And I, I definitely has just me interested in like, oh, what does that mean for an airy sign? Because um, I have, as you know, my sun sign is Scorpio, but my rising and my moon are in Aries. So there's a lot of energy going on. <laughs> and there's just a lot of just intensity with all of those signs, especially as they come together. And, you know, a question that I've had, and I think our audience will probably be interested in too, is how do you defer a random dream? So like you, you dream about something and it's just like, it feels hella random. Maybe it's your intuition. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're getting a spiritual download. Maybe you're not. And so for people that are wondering, like when they have a dream, especially if they see more of a recurring theme, I know for a while when I was like deeply anxious, I was dreaming about like running in a forest and I never had like an exit. It just kept going and going and going. There was no end. And all I would do is run around the forest. And for a while, I was like, what the heck is happening? And then I was like, oh, there's a connection here. And then I realized like, oh, bro, like you're experiencing a lot of anxiety recently. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, in, I'm intrigued. And I, I wonder like what your response is, is when people are wondering like, was that random or am I actually getting a sign? Like, how would you answer that? Yeah. So I'm definitely of the belief that there is no such thing as something being random, right? Everything, there's just divine orchestration um, that is happening, whether it's in the waking life or in the dream world. Um, and the recurring dreams, those are obviously like huge messages, either from ancestors, higher selves, spirit guides being like, we're trying to tell you, we're trying to tell you, we're trying to tell you, right? Um, but if it's more so ones that like, let's say there's nights where you don't remember a dream at all, and that's okay, and honor that. That means that like your body, your spirit needed that like literal unplug. I mean, did not want to overwhelm you, overstimulate you, and to not feel guilty and not to feel ashamed of like, oh, I'm not remembering my dreams. Um, and of course, if it's being consistent, then it's more of like, okay, well, what herbs can we work with to help with the recollection? What prayers do you want to set forth to help uh, tap into your ancestors to, 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 to give gentle messages in the dream that you're open to receiving them? But yeah, so for me, it's like, if you're remembering the dream, there's a message behind it. Um, I think depending on like, again, the astrological placements, some people might have more dreams that are like collective, um, like for the collective and less for themselves, right? Um, and then some are like, no, this is actually very like individualized, personalized. I mean, it, it kind of all depends 
um, on the astrological forecast of that day. Yeah, that's another piece that I wanted to bring up is the astrological like forecast. So how does that play a role? So let's say like we're again, you know, nearing a full moon or something like that. Does it play a role? Like if we're experiencing an eclipse or a full moon or something big, you know, in the astrology world, does that influence our dreams? hundred percent. And we feel that like energetically, right? Like I know for me, I tend, for example, this past new moon, I had a lot of like fatigue <laughs> and it was okay. Right. It was my body saying you can slow down. Like you've been doing a lot and that's great. Um, but just slow down. And like, it would show up in my dreams too. Right. It was like, I was being chased or like uh, folks were trying to invade the home. So like these insecurities and fears were coming up. And yeah, like definitely I, I owe a lot to like um, guidance to, you know, to folks who share different astrological accounts about the certain energies that are coming up with a full moon or a new moon. And for me, every Sunday night, um, you know, I go through my weekly calendar, I have like a whiteboard and I write which sign the moon is in. And that personally helps me kind of help decipher, okay, for example, today, uh, the moon is in Aries. So let's see what comes up that's like, you know, related to being fearless or like just navigating like what fear is or just uh, pushing forward and taking initiative. Or it might be the opposite, right? It's like, maybe in that dream, like, I feel like I have no sense of power and no sense of control. Um, and so really just study what uh, nights um, the, the moon sign is in. And it, it will help, it will be a good indicator of like kind of what, what's being molded for your dream, for your dreams that night, if you do and are able to recollect. That's awesome. I'm taking all these mental notes right now. Because yeah, I, I mean, I definitely had heard, you know, especially I like to partake in a lot of full moon ritual stuff. I have definitely heard about, of course, the energy shifting as we approach full moons, new moons, eclipses, and things like that, but I had never really heard about it being tied to dreams, and that actually makes complete sense, because I know that we get a lot of our spiritual downloads from dreams, and if, of course, we're being affected and our energy is being impacted by what's happening just astrologically, of course, that all makes sense, and it's really cool to just have that in perspective, and I know that people, I mean, people have been interested about dreams you know, since probably the beginning of time. And so it's cool to just see people looking at it through a different lens. Because I've definitely been used to seeing what you mentioned, like the Google version of like, people are like, oh, I saw a fox in my dream. So I'm going to Google like fox in a dream. And then just looking at what that means. But again, I think the way that you do it, and I think what probably makes you very unique from others that do it is that you have a very holistic view of it in terms of, you know, helping them prepare and then looking at, you know, the astrological forecast and the moon sign, like, I feel like that's such a cool and unique way of looking at it that I would hope people feel like, oh, this is very particular to me and not just like any other person that dreamed about a fox in the dream. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool. I, I definitely admire the way that you approach it. And so the other thing, I mean, you do so much, which is so cool. And I definitely appreciate it because as someone that identifies as like a multifaceted CEO, I do a lot of stuff, you know this. And so it's really cool to just see what you do with music, what you do in terms of, you know, talking on behalf of like being vegan and now this dream analysis coaching. How do you feel balancing all that? Because you have multiple identities, but then at the at the core of your being, you are who you are. So with handling all these platforms and different things that you do, like, is there something that connects them all for you? Yeah, I, I think it really speaks to um, how does my spirit react or pull to those various roles and knowing that if I'm not being 
moved a certain way, then I, I got to slow down and like set boundaries and be like, no, actually, I'm not going to do that opportunity or I can't or actually check uh, check out this other person. I think they'll do a better job of talking about it. And so for me, I think I've been more um, I've been more clear about how I show up and um, the roles and offerings that I want to give to others. Right. So I think of Deepa Iyer's framework. So the three social roles that I've really strongly identified with one um, was storyteller or, as I've said earlier, truth teller. Um, so the art piece, um, healer through the dream work, and then um, guide through um, kind of being more of like a coach slash even like facilitator um, and like that educational piece. So in the ways that it ties one or two or three, more the merrier. I really just got to check in with me and be like, do I have the capacity? How excited am I about it? But also how nervous am I about it? Because if I'm nervous, that could be uh, excitement too. It's just the the younger self or the the younger me, the inner team being like, no, like it needs that validation and affirmation that you can do this and you will emerge stronger and brighter from this. So that's that's how I, I think, have been, been able to to move towards that alignment and to be clear about this is what I offer, this is what I know I'm great at. And finally being like, yo, 27 years later, I can finally be like, yes, I can do that workshop. Yes, I can do like, I can make a song about it. And I'm just really proud of like younger me being like, back then maybe you didn't think you could, but the magic happens in the work that we're avoiding. That's what I feel like I've been pulled to and moving towards. And that's awesome. And it's, it's cool to see that you categorize things because sometimes, you know, having these multiple identities and sometimes they interconnect and intersect can be overwhelming for people when just trying to define like who they are and how they show up in certain spaces. And so I like that approach that you actually categorize things. And within those categories, there's more of these titles. And so I like that a lot. And, you know, in speaking to your younger self, you know, in episode um, seven, actually, the one that just came right before you, she talked a lot about speaking to her younger self. And, you know, that's, that's a common theme that's actually been coming up, especially this month. Um, and I know we just finished off Scorpio season, my season, and a lot of that is around rebirth and transformation. And so I think there's been a lot of reflection just as a collective as we explore past versions of ourselves, and then honoring those past versions of ourselves. So it's cool that you mentioned that because I, I definitely felt that connection to like a younger self, but also, you know, our younger selves can also have a lot of wounds. And so how do we go ahead and help that younger self to feel empowered even in, a, in, in the past and then let that like seep into where we're at just presently. But with that, you being someone that is a true creative in terms of using your voice, I know that you have prepared a verse, right? Inspired by a communication. Actually, I think it's the first time that we had our first cohort meeting. I know I did an Oracle card pool. So I wanted to just give you space to just get creative with our audience. So whenever you're ready, go for it. Thank you, Michael. And just to give context, um, so this was from our first cohort meeting um, through Michael's coaching program. And it was an Oracle um, reading. And the message that was I still see in my mind is like, allow yourself to sparkle and shine. And I remember just sitting with that. And I think probably either later that day or the day after, I went on the Google Doc, and then this is this is what came out. So this song is on all platforms. It's called Garden. I'm going to perform a verse and get into the hook. Well guarded, my garden, stay nourished, I promise. Younger me, I honor, so the younger me, I father. 
childhood trauma that I harbor, write it to get out of me, made something from nothing, tell me this ain't alchemy, truth lives in the middle like Malcolm, hey, follow your purpose, yeah, know that you're worth it, when the blessings come, tell yourself you deserve it, don't ever drift away, drift away, and don't ever lose your faith, lose your faith, yeah. Realize that I finally met God when I looked at myself in the mirror. Realize I could still be a man when emotions do show up in tears. Realize that the universe expands through faith, not fear. Open a book, revelation here. Open a book, revelation here, here. Revolution starts within. Tell me who you are within. Do you see the stars within? Do you know that you create the change? Change, change, change. Do you want to still live in shame? How you want to live? Shameless shameless that's it amazing i'm out here i know the audience can't hear but i'm clapping now <laughs> um wow i mean you're such a talent and i know that i've shared this with you but i am just truly inspired by the work that you do and again it's just it's so unique and i think you're intersecting identities and how you tie it back to social justice and what you do as an educator and what you do as an artist I mean, it's it's such a unique perspective that you're able to share with the world. And I think the world needs to hear your message because a lot of it, I mean, you've talked to it, you know, just in this episode alone is those spiritual downloads and how you're able to connect to your ancestors and to your spiritual guides and to be able to share that gift with us because you have made the choice to go ahead and actually share this through your artistry with the world. And I think it's definitely something that needs to be heard. And I just want to say thank you for sharing that with us and the audience. For all of you that are wanting to check out Daniel, that actually goes into our very last question, which is how can people contact you? Yes, thank you for allowing me to do a little short <laughs> digital performance uh, for the music. And uh, you can follow us at Sena Daniel Cano, that's S-E-N-A, Daniel, C-A-N-O. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. That's also our Instagram. Um, if you want to connect to my individual account on Instagram, um, that is Kid Kano, K-I-D-C-A-N-O. Kid Kari was one of my favorite um, artists growing up. And so that's like that homage to him. But very honored to share this space. And um, if you're also creative out there and maybe this has brought some ideas for collaboration, DM me, DM the music account and let's continue to build. Thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us today. I highly encourage you all to go ahead and visit Daniel's multiple platforms and definitely to book out one of those dream analysis coaching sessions. I think it's just hot off the press. I know you've been doing it for a couple of months now, and it's just such an exciting opportunity. And as your coach, it just makes me feel super happy and so ecstatic to see your progress because just in a matter of just a few weeks, you were just like, I'm doing this, I'm releasing my curriculum, I'm charging for the first time, and then bam, like just in a matter of weeks from even that moment to launching this on your birthday, I remember going through that post before you posted it, and it's just really cool to actually see, again, that level of transformation and to see the physical manifestation of the work that you have been putting in, and I can only see it becoming bigger and bigger, so for everyone listening, I mean, I'm a strong believer in the talent that is Daniel Cano, and I highly encourage you all again to go ahead and follow, engage with Daniel. I know that you're someone that's very open to talking to people and just like having those conversations. And it makes me happy to be able to just provide connections to others that are wanting to go ahead and also express themselves and get creative. So 
With that, Daniel, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. And I look forward to all the future collaborations that we have in store. Thank you so much, Michael. Again, very, very grateful for you. And thank you for everyone for listening. I hope you all take care of yourselves. If you're enjoying Rise of Lemus, the podcast, I would greatly appreciate a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Let this be your reminder. And if you are wanting to go ahead and stay up to date when episodes get launched, please go ahead and subscribe on any of the platforms that you are listening to this on. I want this to reach the masses and I want to help as many people as I can and connect to people on this deeper spiritual level. So if you're wanting to spread the word, I would greatly appreciate it. And with that, I hope that you feel magical, powerful, and blessed.